Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, hey, Waffle Gang, I do hope you're well. My name is Mark, and today we're checking out some more Reddit stories. And if you do love a Reddit story, why not consider in a like, subscribe, maybe that notification bell too. Let's crack on with today's first story, which comes from Horrible Wife 69 and says, Am I the arsehole for not cooking Thanksgiving dinner and spending the day at the beach instead? I, 27 female, have solely been responsible for cooking Thanksgiving dinner for 20 plus people for the last eight years. I do all the shopping, cooking, and setting up. Months before Thanksgiving, I start looking at grocery prices and tweaking recipes to fit dietary restrictions. Caribbean family, vegans and pescatarians, meat eaters. I also make enough for the college-age kids to have leftovers. I usually make three turkeys, two party pans of mac and cheese, and a party pan of mashed potatoes, stuffing, green bee casserole, collard greens, yams, mini seafood quiches, stuffed mushrooms, rolls, and a salad from scratch. I start making stocks and doughs Tuesday night. I bake my bread for stuffing and make my cheesecake and pies Wednesday after work. Cook all day Thursday so we can sit down and start eating at by four so my aunts who work the night shifts as nurses can enjoy. Every year people invite unexpected guests and it becomes 30 plus. I'd be okay with it if it were plus ones but my mum invites her friends and their kids. My mum and aunt asked me to make additional turkeys and some sides for their units. I never feel appreciated for everything I do to make it special and accommodate everyone. This year I'm separated from my husband and I really don't feel like bending over backwards cooking for people who don't even leave me leftovers to make a sandwich the next day. This year I've decided not to cook and just spend my day at the beach. The only bonus to living in Florida. I was asked how much the adults should sell me for Thanksgiving groceries at the beginning of the month and I told them I'm not cooking. Today, I received a Zelle from my uncle and when I returned it, he asked why. I reminded him and the family group chat I wasn't cooking. Now they want me to cancel my plans and cook. Am I the arsehole for not wanting to? Edit. This is my favorite holiday, but my separation has left me emotionally exhausted and without any passion to cook. Edit 2. I don't actually mind cooking for my family. I look forward to it. The unexpected guests a little. The thing bothering me is that I expected to do this year is that I wanted to celebrate the only holiday I look forward to with my husband. I wanted to share dishes that I love and schedule chaos with him. I'm upset because I don't get my husband. They may not understand it, but I took on this holiday because I enjoyed it. Now that sounds like a huge amount of work for OP. Cooking for 20 to 30 people and the amount that they said that they cook and the days are prepping it and all that kind of stuff sounds like an insane amount of work and no one helping you at the same time also what you're going through i can't believe no one has taken hasn't taken a step back and approached you and said look are you sure you're okay with it this year because you've got an, you're already going through enough kind of thing so absolutely take some time to yourself you go and enjoy the beach and have a bit of a relax you bloody deserve it 
Pat Chan says, not the arsehole, you're going through something right now with a separation. And the fact that all these people have somehow started relying on only you to provide the meal is insane. My family has always done assigned dishes for each branch of the family. Expecting one person to do all of the planning and cooking is too much. Someone else can step up or they can skip Thanksgiving this year. Either way, have fun at the beach. Opie responds saying it's partially my fault since I'm neurotic when it comes to this particular holiday. I want traditional American food and they revert back to Caribbean roots. Antique adds as not the arsehole. I'm a professional chef and this is a tremendous amount of food you are cooking with basically no help. Enjoy the beach and stick your feet in the sand. Dip a toe in the water and eat a turkey sandwich from a deli. If anyone complains, tell them that this is their year to cook. Let them deal with uninvited guest dietary restrictions, all those desserts, and then have everybody eat their food and walk away and leave the cook no leftovers. Top Bar says, absolutely not the arsehole. Your family has some serious audacity. Can't even say they treat you like a caterer as that would mean they would have to inform you of changes in the guest count, not to mention there's usually more gratitude expressed. The fact that they ask you to make even more food for their co-workers and don't even leave you leftovers for the food you single-handedly spent hours making is just a cherry on the cake for me. Never cook for them again. And one more comment which says not the arsehole for not wanting to cook for 20 to 30 people by yourself. That's an insane amount of work. Are you a professional chef or something? I can't imagine why you'd ever agree to that and make it the norm in your family. On the other hand, you probably should have a conversation with some of your family members that you felt burnt out this year and would like help cooking since everyone was anticipating you cooking. Just saying I'm not cooking is cold as fuck, but I get it. And I also get why your family's mad at it. You all gotta talk to each other and they should offer you help. Opie says I've been going through a separation. I've lost 30 pounds this year because I don't have the passion I once had to cook, nor an appetite. They've noticed my lack of cooking and commented on it. I'm usually okay with cooking for that many, but the emotional toll the separation has left me leaves little to no energy for anything but work and necessities. So, OP comes in with an update and says, Excuse typos, currently enjoying the small four-pack of Woodbridge wine while watching The Crown with my husband by his bedside. More on that later. I actually listened to you guys and I didn't cook. The weather wasn't the best. I didn't end up at the beach, but sat by the pool, did some work and journaling. I enjoyed margaritas by the pool and wine at dinner. I don't know how I was able to drink all day and get everything done by 4 p.m. Dinner was late. We didn't end up eating until 6 p.m. So the people who worked that night just took to go plates and couldn't eat with us. My mum called a few times from the kitchen asking how to turn on the oven make a pre-made ham and turkey. My aunt asked for the recipes that I previously emailed and asked if I could come over and supervise. I ignored the calls and texts. I did end up carving two of the three turkeys, ate and helped clean up and went back to bed. My mum's friend ended up bringing herself and six other people, empty-handed. A creepy family friend did the usual show up empty-handed, eat, grab to-go plates and leave. My cousins were bummed they didn't get leftovers for finals. They were also shocked to see their favorites weren't made and it didn't taste the same. No one took leftovers home besides my mum's friend. They cleaned us out. I think they finally realized how much goes into it because my aunt complained that she had to go to multiple stores even though she was making a third of the food. My mum ordered from the fresh market and that was too much. Thanksgiving day, my husband and I spoke and had a great conversation about moving forward with the separation 
what it's going to look like for us financially and a rough timeline of when we should be legally divorced. Saturday, I get a call from my husband's local hospital saying that he got injured while running. He had a stress fracture that resulted in a complete break in multiple places and needed surgery. Since I'm legally still his wife, he has not updated his emergency contact. I flew up and I'm currently at his bedside, hoping I can get his family out here to take over. He didn't expect to wake up with me being there, but was happy and thinks we should try counseling. All in all, I'm emotionally drained. Working from his bedside, I should be able to take him back to our house tomorrow and get him set with his family and friends to take over. It's been nice and being in a cold city and seeing him after so long, but I'm sure this marriage is over. Thanks for all the advice. My therapist actually told me to start putting myself first and this was a good first step. Someone comments to OP saying that they really hope that they start doing more for themselves and OP says, I called my therapist when I landed and she literally said, we just talked about this. Why did you drop everything? I said I'm still his wife and he'd do it for me, which is true. My nail lady called me a dumb bitch and asked me to pick up something from a store here we don't have back home. And I really hope, yeah, that OP does start to love the holiday again. Maybe not cooking for multiple 20, 30 people, but even just like cooking for themselves on that day because they said that they did have such a love for cooking and for all that kind of thing. So I do wish them the best, but what do you guys make of this situation? Let me know your thoughts down in the comments below. And let's move on to another story. And our next story does have an update as well from a throwaway account and says, am I the arsehole for telling my niece it's her fault that my horse kicked her? I, 27 female, have a niece, 14 female, who is my older brother's, 36 male, and his wife, 34 female, daughter. She's a very sweet girl and she loves my horses and the other horses I board, which are my friends. My brother and his wife live in the city, while I live in my uncle's ranch on my mother's side in a different state. My brother and I have different mums, but same dad. They sent my niece to come stay with me for a few months, which I greatly accepted. She's been good and she calls her friends back at her home state and FaceTimes her parents once in a while. She's a great help with feeding my animals and my horses. The only problem is she doesn't know how to ride horses and sometimes teases the horses. I have two very young horses, a filly and a colt, which are very excited horses and I don't really allow her in the field with them as they like to kick and buck even when people are around. And I have an old stallion, which was my first horse my uncle got me. His name is Rooster and he is 32 years old. That is my niece's favorite horse. She always wants to ride him, but I don't allow anyone to ride him and I don't ride him no more. He's very patient and kind, but he doesn't like anyone touching his back legs and his tail when you walk behind him. He will kick, but when he knows you are there, he doesn't mind being touched back there as long as anyone approaches him from the front. Overall, he's a great horse. She will tease him with a lunging whip by tickling his back legs and his tail, trying to get him to kick. I've told her numerous times and warned her. She still continues to do it behind my back. Well, I told her to go get Rooster out of the pasture and into his store. She went to go and get him and I heard a scream in the barn. I got over there and she was holding onto her leg crying in pain, while Rooster ran back to the pastures. I asked her what happened and she said Rooster had kicked her left thigh and I asked her if she touched him on the back legs or his tail. She said she pushed him on his tail to get him in his stall and that's when he kicked her and ran off. She started cursing about Rooster and doesn't want to be around him. 
I told her it's her fault she provoked him and for not listening to me after so many warnings. I told her that bruise on her leg is a lesson now to be careful around bigger animals, especially ones that can kick at any moment. She can walk it off and she called her parents afterwards. They called me and told me it was my fault for not supervising her and they're gonna get her home. I told them everything but they won't listen and my sister-in-law told me I need to get rid of Rooster. I told her no and hung up. Now... I'm wondering, am I the asshole? Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm going to start in the comments with judging a-holes who says not the arsehole. 14 is old enough to take directions and warnings. You have told her several times not to do what she did. She didn't listen and continued to do it anyway. Rooster gave her a lesson in why she should listen to warnings and directions. I mean, if you did keep telling the kid not to touch a stove because it's hot, and they don't listen and touch the stove and get burned, are you going to throw the stove out? To me, this is the logic of a mother. Opie says, I've warned her so many times and she always reassured me she wouldn't do it. But for some reason, she would record teasing my horse Rooster. I even had friends who seen her do it. Tell me not to have her around the horses no more. I thought I could trust her, but now I do believe she needs to go home. Moose Live says not the arsehole. She's 14, not 4. 14 year old kids should not need constant supervision to ensure that they do not do something they were told not to do. Also, teasing an animal, especially an aging animal, is a crappy thing to do. Tell her parents that you would like them to fetch her and that you'll consider allowing her to visit again when she's mature enough not to sneak around behind your back and disobey your specific instructions. Have kids this age and they're absolutely old enough to know better. Nylon Vest says everyone sucks here. Frankly, you're right, but I cannot fathom why you would allow your niece around horses if she intentionally teases them despite you telling her not to. This whole situation could have been avoided by you simply saying no to your niece, being around your horses at all. Special extra hate for your sister-in-law for saying you should get rid of Rooster. What the fuck? Irrelevant Manatee says everyone sucks here. She sucks big time for antagonizing a horse because she thinks it's funny. But you suck for letting her do it. This does not deserve a simple warning. You should have banned her from getting close to any animals as soon as she started to display that cruel behavior and let her come back only when she has shown that she has learned her lesson. She needs to learn to respect the horses and not to be allowed to be close to one if she doesn't. It's your responsibility to ensure people that are around your animals are behaving correctly with your animal. A horse can easily kill a human. It's your responsibility to ensure your niece stays safe. Stroppo says not the arsehole. This wasn't the first time she touched the horse and you've told her several times not to. So yes, it is her fault she got kicked. 
if your brother, sister-in-law, daughter aren't even living at your property, what right do they have you to tell you to get rid of Rooster? I know who I'd be getting rid of. Ed Forsaken says not the arsehole. I've known enough teenage horse girls to know that people that age can absolutely learn how to behave around a horse. Animals and humans alike have their instruction manual of things they like and don't like. Nice was being an arrogant human, fucked around and found out, and the fact that it's just a bruise shows how relatively mild Rooster's jab was. And I think for me on this one, whether it's, I don't know if it's a bad take or not, but I'm definitely leading to the everyone sucks here in this situation. Absolutely, I think they're wrong to be saying that you need to get rid of Rooster. Fuck that shit. Nice is definitely wrong for winding up the horse in the first place. But like a couple of those other comments said, and this post was voted not the arsehole, by the way. I, I believe that 14-year-old is old enough to know better, of course. But you said she was already displaying this kind of behavior, teasing the horse behind your back. You know she does this. And of course, actions do have consequences and she received one this time and luckily it was just a, a small bruise. And I think that she simply shouldn't be around the horses anyway until she shows better behavior. It's just the fact that you already knew she was displaying this and she continues to do so. And regardless if 14 is old enough to be around this horse or not and to look after animals, she's shown behavior that was not acceptable. So why would you let her be around the horse in the first place? alone when it could have seriously badly gone wrong just feels a bit risky to me if you know what i'm talking about the op does update the post and says my niece made it back home and safe and has calmed down the whole situation and so is my sister-in-law my brother said he'll be taking my niece's phone and to stay home more as she used to go over to a few of her friends houses and stay for a few days she did call me after she got home and has said she misses rooster and she was sorry about the whole situation she put her and rooster in she said she would love to come back when she gets better i did tell her i can't trust her around my horses and it will take a long time to gain that trust again i told her she does come back to my ranch i can ask my friends to help me more around the ranch so i can teach her to ride horses and maybe get her own horse if only i supervise her very strictly but at the moment she cannot come back for a little while she did cry a little but accepted it and was grateful and promised to do better and hung up. My sister-in-law did apologize for what she said and being upset with me. I did forgive her as we do get along greatly. She was just very worried about her daughter. My brother wasn't mad at me and knew I tried my best and wasn't mad about what Rooster did. He said it most likely was a wake-up call for my niece and I will be visiting her and flying over to the city and spending time with her for a bit during Christmas. I will make sure to spend every day with her and make her happy as she is the closest thing to me ever having a kid. Want her to have the best outcome. And the majority of their comments on that one were saying that's a good update and, you know, don't mess with horses, etc. Other people saying about, you know, rewarding sort of bad behavior with a horse riding and rearranging your life to, to fit that in. But what do you guys make of this situation? Let me know your thoughts down in the comments below. And it kind of reminded me of when I was younger. And I think the only link in this one is not messing with horses. When we was younger, there was a nature park quite close to us. About a five minute walk away and sometimes we'd go over there, you know, to mess around and there's little forest areas and stuff like that. And we went over this one particular time and there was this horse that was just sort of like, that was just in the middle of the field and it had a rope tied to it and it was sort of like just staked to the floor. 
It might have been something a bit more stronger than a stake because you thought a horse could just pull that out easily. I can't remember exactly what it was to be fair, but I just remember it was attached to a rope and there was no one else around. You know, we was quite young back then, think sort of like around 10, 11-ish. There's a group of about seven of us, I think, it a, I think it was like five boys and two girls. And we were sort of like scouting around like, what the hell is going on? What's this random horse doing in the middle of the field? When one of the girls decided that they was going to approach this horse, we were all like, no, don't go near that horse. No way. So we stood about like 100 meters away. This girl was approaching it and she, you know, stupidly. And she went up to it and she was stroking it on its nose and it seemed okay. But then she, as she turned, it just bit her on her shoulder. And luckily, I say luckily, you know, you've just been bitten by a horse. That when that happened, she sort of like dived forward at the same time because the horse started like rearing, is it called rearing up where they sort of like go on their back legs and like flail their, their front legs. Obviously, this horse was really stressed out. Well, I'm assuming it was stressed out to do that. I'm not sure. I'm not, I'm not I don't know horse behavior to be quite honest. But we sort of ran away then back to our houses because she had like a huge bite mark. There was like blood coming down and stuff like that. And honestly, I can't remember what happened after that, apart from getting back and seeing the bite. That's sort of like where my my memory disappears of the whole thing. But but my mind sometimes casts back to that. And I think, oh, what happened to that poor horse? You know, it must have been absolutely stressed out. And still to this day, I don't know whose it was, where it came from, where it went. But like all of my stories in the end, like Swan Man, he was there one day and now he's gone. He's somewhere out there, I hope. But now I'm going to turn this one to you guys. What do you guys make of this situation? Let me know your thoughts down in the comments below. Do you have any experience with horses? I know we've had a couple of people actually share me pictures over on Twitter, you know, out riding their horses while I was listening in. But let us know your thoughts down in the comments below. And hopefully I will see you in the next one. Take care and much love. catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby it's me geeky palmer let's wake up those taste buds with hot juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi mm. hello fresh stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at hellofresh.com let's get this dinner party started 